Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast, proudly supported by Sideline Sports School at Erina. On this week's show, we suffer an impressive heat as the air conditioning doesn't turn on. We talk to number nine, Roy O'Donovan, and discuss the latest news surrounding the club. I'm Jimmy and I'm joined by Luke, Josh and Morrow. How are you guys? Hot. Very hot and sweaty. Partially melted. We've had such good <laughs> intro to doing this. We got here and all the toilets are blocked. Um, and there's things in there that you don't want to see. And the and then came back on like five minutes ago. The crackle yeah. was in the toilet. The room was locked. And then we got in and the aircon worked for about two minutes and then turned off. So it's about a million degrees. One of the Mariners staff had nothing better to do than to block <clears> the <throat> toilets. Mm. So Charlesworth obviously, obviously, hasn't, paid, <laughs> obviously hasn't paid the bills. Um, but he must have only just put it through because it's just come back on. And it's and now we're going to redeem ourselves. It's starting to cool down again. We're un- my, I might unmelt. We're all, I think it's all gotten to our heads a bit. Mm. Mm. Right, walk out song. Boston. Oh, Josh got one. Woo-hoo. It was an easy one. That's because I had to watch the Can game because I was that. commentating. Uh, are you going to talk us through it then? I thought we were going to do that later. No, we'll, oh, you, want to talk about, you want to talk yeah, about yeah. red? Was it a was it a yellow? Was it a second yellow? It was a second yellow. You reckon? He got a, he got a. Do you think the red, he deserved the ref, a second yellow? The, the ref gave him a second yellow, and then the ref like pulled out the red and started waving the red in his face as if to say for dissent. It was so, all it was all the body language. It wasn't a good look. Obviously, um, obviously, I know we got I know we got two reds, so we got two yellows and two reds. But do you think he deserved the second yellow? Oh yeah. It was the yellow. I think it was a foul. Yeah, it was a foul. It was a foul. But it was, was a it, foul. Was it really a second yellow? I honestly don't think it was a second yellow at all. And I can see why Rostam blew up at him. But yeah. I can see equally when I replay it a few times, as you know I do, I could see why the referee gave a red afterwards. Because oh, yeah. It was an ugly just, blow up. Let's just say that some yeah. of the words used even can't be repeated did you lip on read? this show. Did you lip read him? Did well, you? I even asked my wife, did he say what I think he said, which mm. was this? You'll have to tell me what it was off air. I didn't look I at will. it again. I can't tell you on air. It's, it's, it was, I think it was a mixture of, like a mixture of the swears. words the words and the body language. It, was, swears. Yes. it wasn't a good look for a captain. Yes, yes. He yeah. accepted the free kick, but he didn't like the, the yellow card. And uh, once the red came out, then there was a few more mm. words. He might get a couple more games for that too, I reckon. I think he might because it appeared he may have questioned the referee's integrity. Slightly. Yeah. Well, as it stands, I don't think he should have got that second yellow. And if he doesn't get that second yellow, then he doesn't get two reds. So. I know. But when you're a pro, surely you've got to pull your head in a bit. I think he's just sick of the shit refereeing, to be honest. I think like everyone... I think everyone is. Well, he's, can't blame him. He's got a right to be. <laughs> anyway. There were some more dodgy ones this weekend, wasn't there? All right, well, thank you, Squid Ends. You can go away now. Right. Fred's question. How far does belief and passion get a team before you start asking enough is enough? Not far. Probably gets you about as far as we've already come. I think mm. that silence said everything. Last. Yeah, well, that's where we find ourselves now. And I think, you know, we still might be better than last, but... No, that wasn't hard to do. But belief but yeah. is not going to get us across the line against the best teams. I think, yeah, you can you can believe all you want, but the reality is that if you haven't got the quality, um, you're not going to get anywhere. So you need you need a good mixture of both. And I think they've showed that um, they've got plenty of belief in the last couple of games against Melbourne City and Sydney, but definitely not on the weekend. 
you can have all the passion in the world and and not win because you know the other team's better. Yeah, and I'm and then 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 that's when the belief starts to go away. So yeah, is it I'm harsh sure the boys to say do. that what comes out with the confidence talk and all that is what losers say to try and justify their performance, saying like, oh, oh, the belief's there, but. I didn't see much belief on oh, no, Saturday. There was no belief there whatsoever. No. no. I think we'll get into it a bit more later, but um, I think a couple of Ocon's comments after the game, you know, about how um, that how the players are just lacking experience and they need some more time and everything like that, that's rubbish. Fans have been hearing that for the last 18 months, yeah. if not if not longer. Um, the time for excuses is up, I think. Some, though... Um, maybe not going to be good enough. No, and that's the harsh reality of it. They can yeah. some of those guys might be able to play 150 games, but they still won't be at the level as so what will be needed. Does it mean that it's a blessing in disguise for us that so many are off contract at the end of the season? Yes, I think yeah, it probably. is too. Yep, I think I think when Ocon says that sort of thing, he's trying to protect his players to some degree, and he's trying to come up with excuses. But fans aren't going to wear that for much longer, and a lot of them aren't already. Sort of looks like he's trying some players in different roles and different ways to find out whether or not he can really make his decision about whether they do or don't fit in. Um, because there's been some, to me, horrendous failures. This was another um, game with Fab as a 10. No thanks to that. Um, and do you think that he's trying line-up, to... That line-up was facepalm. It, it, it was sort of like a gamble, that line-up. Didn't work. Do you think he's playing players in certain positions to work out if you can keep them as the cheapest option. That's what I'm wondering. Maybe. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I think, in mate, doing so, in, in trying that, you're hindering the development of a Trent, of an Ascroft mm. by mucking around with it so much. Ascroft didn't deserve to get dropped for Liam Rose to go back in a centre-back. Never. My call. My, my opinion. One of Never. the oddest um, changes. And the other thing that I thought stuck out as really odd was QB. Uh, um, Cabsy, while you know he he's got uh, a, a future ahead of why him. Why doesn't Trent start? It was a game meant for Trent. To, uh, just we needed something. We needed a spark because it was such a flat, boring performance that we needed Trent to come on earlier. But when did he come on? The eightieth, eighty-fifth minute. It's mm. not enough time. Could the answer be that Trent has a contract? Probably. Yeah. And this this mm. this leads back to what we just mentioned that I'm sure Cabsy has all the belief in the world that when he comes on he knows he already thinks that he can do well. But how many chances has he had now? Not not only with us, but he hasn't proven to be any good really. And I know that sounds harsh, but we're in a position where I think we need to be harsh. Yeah. Well, he's different to some of our other options in that, for example, as a right winger, I think he's a better defender than Fab is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But his work rate is a lot harder. Yeah, but he's not as good an attacker, even though he does seem to have some, some you know, stepovers. And, I think and his work moves. rate is so high is because he's playing for a contract. And, and you know, maybe that is something that we have to accept as part of how Paul gets to make his decisions. We, we think I've got, I think we've got 14 or 15 off contract. If he doesn't put them out there on the pitch and find out what they look like, how does he know whether they're any good? Yeah, exactly. And I don't like the impact that has on results, but... If this is a results business. Yeah, and, and we have to accept that part of his role now is to change how poor we have been, and it seems that he's going to have to do that by... He's going to have to make some tough decisions. Yes. Well, it's his job to build the squad now, yeah, now that the story's is. gone. So. Is. Yeah. And so he's, he's made a couple of tough decisions over the last <laughs> couple of days. He has. Mm-hmm. We'll get on to that a bit shortly. 
Um, with our current up and down performance um, performances, will we get off the bottom of the ladder? Nope. Don't think so, no. Not unless we start putting a consistent team out on the paddock, and mm. we're not doing that at the moment. I think we've had much heavier losses uh, this season and last season, but after the weekend's game, I was the most frustrated I've been if, for a long time. If Adelaide go on a run, we will finish bottom. What we need, if we're going to avoid the Spoons, Adelaide to continue or, I guess, stay where they where they have been and plan, not playing very well, underperforming. But if Adelaide go on a run of two, three, four wins in a row, they're back in the six and we're... We're dead last, and that's what it that's looks. That's what we don't look like, and that's why that game on the we? weekend was so. Like we just as, we, as, need, we as needed we said, the three it was points a because game. Wellington were yeah. two points ahead of us, and now they're five. Got to be honest, though, I can't see any. I haven't seen anything still after that Adelaide performance that tells me they're going on a run. No, but the reality is, is that they probably have more quality than us. Much more. So if it ticks, it'll happen. It's more of a chance. Yeah, um, but I think again we'll get into the detail. But I think City made them look good. That city do at the moment. Well, they made us look good too. They did, and that city. It's not us, and it's not Adelaide. Adelaide did what they had to do in the end, and I tell you what, nice finish, spectacular. If, if finish. we put on a good performance against Wellington, I would have said we'd have a sniff of against City away, but I'm not confident for City away whatsoever. We weren't that terrible in this game. Like we certainly put in the effort Who, against um, Wellington. Yeah, but the conditions didn't uh, that were not good for conditions us. sucked. Yeah, as yeah. usual in Wellington. Yeah. yeah, but we know what to expect at Wellington yeah. condition wise. Surely yeah, you, you suit your game. We, we've you got to stop making game to suit. That. You can't make excuses. It was a poor performance. They're all we excuses. We didn't play well enough. No, they're all excuses. And but it wasn't. It just wasn't good enough. But as far as, as Wellington weather goes, then that is the worst that Wellington gets. And we've many times not played in that kind of conditions. Like it was howling gale and raining, um, and uh, playing a passing game doesn't work so well when the conditions are crappy. Um, once Wellington got that early goal, then we were always pushing it uphill because anyone getting a goal after that was, you know, challenging. Um, so I think Izzo would be a bit disappointed about that at the yeah. near post too. Yeah, I think he'd be Definitely. disappointed about m- pretty much every game so far this season. Yeah, because that, cause that doesn't sort of marry up with his the quality that he's added to himself this year. Mm. Absolutely. All right, on to some news. Um, this week we, well, not we, but the club released uh, Fletcher and McDonald. We actually made that decision. We. Yeah, we. No surprise. We are we are the club. Unfortunately. So that's the uh, interview curse. That's one down. Mm. We interviewed Fletcher, so. <laughs> yeah. And the other one was Fatty, so we'll probably see him go at the end of the season as well. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was kind of a net. I'm, I am slightly surprised because we spoke about sort of what was going to happen uh, in January the other week and I didn't think that we would uh, get rid of anyone uh, and then pay them out in order to save money, but that's what we've done. Certainly appears that way. Um, they clearly were on the outer from the first team and weren't any closer to the youth team. So I guess for the benefit of everybody, this is the best thing. Um but I guess it never feels great when this happens because, you know, we make them a part of our Mariners family. It's a family, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I must admit then, you know, there's a part of me that feels a bit sad that uh, they've gone. Um, but, um, you know, 
respect to them both for the way they respected the club. Um, not entirely sure that that was returned to them. But here we are no, talking about giving players a chance to see if they're worth keeping. And, you know, we let two players go. That no, I think no. Fletcher got a bit of a chance last season, but nothing this McDonald, year. N- and McDonald never got yeah, a chance. Seems, seems pretty clear that Paolo never thought either could make the first team. Well, he's, he gets to see him at training, so... Mm. It, it, explains what I, for it. it explains what I saw at training last week, because uh, I went down to training last Wednesday, so it was the day after we recorded last week's episode, and um, basically for an hour and a half, Fletcher and McDonald just stood there and passed the ball to each other. That was their entire training session, away from the squad. Nobody spoke to them, nobody gave them any instruction or anything like that, um, Basically, the rest of the squad did... They warmed up with the squad. Um, and then the rest of the squad probably did about three or four drills where they were all in groups. There was one where they were in groups of two. Um, another one where the whole squad was involved. And then the, sec- the third one, the whole squad was involved. And those two, the entire time, weren't a part of the squad. Didn't partake in any of it. They just basically passed the ball backwards and forwards between each other. So in my two cents, it wasn't a good look at all. Um, uh, it's clearly the way that Ocon um, wanted to handle it. Um, the, the only other sort of the only other interaction they had with anyone else from the squad was Poscalero, um came out and kicked the ball around for a little bit with them, um, but he's still not one hundred percent, obviously. Uh, and he only did it for about half an hour and then he stopped. Um, Fatih was still doing recovery, uh, and Fletcher and McDonald came over and sort of did. Sort of did like a two v one with him um, for about five or ten minutes, but that was it. Other than that, they were they were they were completely ostracised from the rest of the squad. And there was some other stuff that we saw online. I don't know how in depth we're going to go because we don't know if it can be validated or not. We like yeah, you know we we've we've heard a few things, but we always like to get both sides of the story before. Um, but basically, those... if if what was written is true, then I'm pretty appalled. And it, with the current, it lines up with what I saw. Yeah. Well, we'd like we'd like the the club to be respectful to the players. We expect the yeah. players to be respectful to the club and to us. And and these yeah. players have been. Um, so we kind of expect the club to be respectful to them. Um, but the the detail that you're talking about, I'd have to say that while I probably agree with some of the things that were a part of that, I'd, I'm not sure I agree with all of it and, and it does um, sort of um, seem that you'd have to hear both sides of the story to understand exactly why certain things did or didn't happen. I okay, but if you had a player that was not good enough but still was you know, owned by the club, not owned but you know, being paid by the club and was giving 100%... You can't give you 110%, so I'm not going to say that. But, you know, showing up on time, giving 100%, doing everything you can to try and get into that first-team squad, you would at least, you know, give them the time of day. You don't tell... At least, I, I, can't, you know, I can't really go into what was written down, but it's... Yeah. At least involve them in the rest of the squad and what they're doing. Well, it, it beckons the question, why, if this was the um, direction that was uh, on the cards for some time and it would appear that way, why weren't they released earlier? Well, yeah. That's, and we've, the, we've still yeah. paid the same amount. The thing, the um, thing that interests me is that there, there, there were players involved in the training that clearly weren't going to be in the plans for the weekend. So someone like a Ryan Peterson, 
um, was there. He's obviously a great young player, but he's not going to be. He was. He was never going to be involved on the weekend. But then you've got two senior players that are completely away from the rest of the squad. It was just strange. Yeah, but this club has always given its youth, um, you know, the chance to progress and leave the club and go elsewhere and do what they want to do. And what was written, and, you know, that's just come with this coaching ethos and it's not, doesn't sit well with me with this club. No, like I've said a couple of times, we're not, we're not in the position to be playing Mr. Nice Guy at the moment. You know what I mean? We're not in the position to be babying players. Um, to be yeah, keep, but to... No, I know, I know. To be keeping them... To put down them, someone's career. Yeah. We're not in the position to be keeping them contracted just for the sake of it. But there is a point where you cross the line. And we shouldn't be doing anything that interferes with their ability to move to the next football um, life change. So if anything that uh, that has occurred with those players has disrupted their ability to find another club to go to, even if that's at a different level or a different country, then that to me just doesn't seem like the philosophy that this club was built on. No. So it, 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 was, it was interesting to see, I guess, and um, yeah, from a couple of things that we've heard and seen since, I guess it was pretty accurate. So um, if you get a player like two local players that we've had in the squad that come back from the off-season, um, you know, fatter than when they left, the players need to get themselves fit in the off-season. If you know they're not, they're not putting in, then yeah, okay, don't pay them the same respect. But if they're putting the work in and want to be a professional footballer and are doing everything that they can, then come on, you've got to give them some respect. And I, and I agree with that sentiment, but when you look around the world, um, you don't have to look very far at the top end of football to see where players are complete, the needs of players are completely ignored by managers. So it's, it's not something yeah, but This isn't the Ukraine. <laughs> I was talking about Manchester United, but I'll leave it at that. The Mourinho, for example, there's nothing that's happened this week that Mourinho would bat an eyelid at. Um, but his team are at the top of one of the top leagues in the world and um, on the improve and, uh, you know, he he he's uh, paid many millions of dollars to make that happen. So okay, well, let's look at West Ham, right? Payette doesn't want to play there anymore. He'll still get training from the people at the club. And how much is he getting paid a week? 200. 200k yeah, a week. Exactly. How much do you reckon Brad McDonald's getting paid a week? But we don't... It doesn't matter. The, no, st- no, that's what I mean. Like, Brad McDonald's <laughs> probably getting paid a couple hundred bucks a week, if that, maybe more, but... He wasn't given the chance to even go and play youth to try and stay fit, and he wasn't given the chance. Not even to just pl- not even play, just train. Train, yeah. So, the, the, you know, we don't know how long that was going on for. That's the first training session that I've been to in a while. Um, but bowl reports and what we've seen in the squads, they've been nowhere near the squad either. So that very well could have been happening for weeks. But we don't know why pay it. Um, whether Payet actually is getting trained. I get that you would think and I would think that he is, but we don't know that he is. And we don't know the internal workings of football clubs unless they're exposed directly and Payet's situation hasn't been. So there were some of the points made there um, that 
that I've come to accept, for example, I won't go too far into the detail, but there's been some changes in the way that the, um, the setup at the COE has been organised for training sessions and who uses what parts of the facilities. And, and while there are things about that that haven't jumped out at me as, as being my favourite thing, then when I think about it hard enough, I can think of some reasons why that's actually a good thing um, and why that could be a positive thing. So, so well, We can probably talk about that. Well, I don't have any objection to it, but I suppose to put the example out there, would Melbourne Victory's youth team share the change rooms and lockers with the first team? No, well, they would have two lockers. I think so. So we don't have that uh, luxury of two sets. Um, so should the first team share? Well, I can see points why they should and why they shouldn't. Why should they? Because we're a family club, we're a community club, we're a together club, we do things together. Um uh, why shouldn't they share? Because we do need to push the first team up to the top of professionalism um, because we do, as somebody p- uh, pointed out, that we do need to, when we select a youth player to move into the first team, we want the the, the move to be something kind of special. In other words, so, so maybe moving out of the youth uh, equipment area and putting his gear with the first team is a symbolic part of that um that rise so so I, there are some reasons why i think that sort of separation that's occurred you know is it my favorite thing probably not um but can i see some obvious reasons why it could be um done or why it might be done yes i can so that you know i guess unless we knew every aspect of both sides of the story for each of the things which have, we've read that that might have been a bit controversial yeah but there's categorizing players and then there's alienating them yeah, and I, and I don't agree with alienating them at all, as I've said, but um, I don't think that having them move their gear to another change room because they are not part of the first squad necessarily amounts to rejecting them. No, I, I totally agree with that. But yeah, it's just the, the extent it went to. But anyway, we'll move I, on. I, We've I been think talking about I think this for a while. It's something that we're probably not used to as well. I don't think, I don't think you would have seen Mossy do that too much while Hutch was here and with him as well and then the same thing with Wormsley I think Wormsley was a nice guy and I think that was probably his problem his recon and Ivan together seemed pretty ruthless there's no good cop bad cop there it's just bad and cop it's, back it's cop. bad cop bad cop <laughs> trust you, me but, but, but you get it you, you, you're in the area that I'm talking about do yeah. you want your head coach to be ruthlessly pursuing our, our us winning football matches and yes. winning competitions yes. yes you do now that we have but then your offside it needs to be the good cop maybe Maybe not. Sh- not sure. I don't run a football you need, team. You need and to I'm have a man qualified. manager in there. So, so that's the. F- that, there's an example, and another one is now that the dust is settling after this has occurred. Um, does anyone think that we should retain them, or should have retained them? Well, no, no. So I don't think anyone no. would agree. And and I'm not convinced there's an easy way to do it either. I would not like to see him get a chance, but yeah, yeah, I'm not suggesting that everything that we've read. Is it, if that were absolutely 100% true, then I'm not suggesting I think that's acceptable. I'm just suggesting that not all of it is unacceptable and uh, sometimes to get this outcome, maybe that's what has to happen. Um, I don't know. You're right. We don't have that much experience with this kind of thing. No. Um, and, and, yeah, I was, uh, you know, upset for the guys because these are, these are nice guys. Um, yeah. But on the other hand, I've probably said on this show before that they would be too closest to the gate. I think so. I think away from that, um, one of the other interesting things was that I didn't think until later was that Tavares was nowhere at training. 
because he he played ninety minutes for the youth two weeks before that was on the bench for the what game was it Sydney game mm-hmm. um, and then he was nowhere to be seen at training uh, so you know I seen a Delson there doing his rehab um, but was he on a bike or he was on a bike yeah on his own and that just mucking around and um, yeah it was interesting to not see Tavares there at all and from a couple of things that I've heard um, that we could potentially not see him again. So I don't know how much weight that holds, but um, I wouldn't be overly surprised. Hard to, hard to see it being form-related. I thought he was excellent in the youth. I don't think it's form-related. I think it's his ankle. Fit. Well, he looked fit, and the ankle really didn't hamper him in the youth, did it? Mm. But it probably enough to get out of the first gear. It might have flared it up again. Well, we played him for the whole 90 minutes from memory. Yeah. Um, yeah, we well, there's his test. Which, you know. Yeah, you know, it anyway. very well could have flared it up again, but yeah. And then I was, obviously I wanted to go to see Facundo, and um, he looked pretty impressive for his first full session. Um, it was hot that day, and the heat didn't seem to get to him too bad. Um, he's very tiny. He's is he like, a left footer? Uh, shorter than me? He's a left footer, I think. Yeah, he's, he scored the last two goals in the last game that uh, they were doing, and the second one was a bomb, and I'm pretty sure they were both with his left foot. And, yeah. Is he shorter than Enrique? It could be very close to it, and he's very skinny. So, um, but he does look a very good play. He's got a very good turn on him, very good touch. Um, Ocon was struggling with the language barrier at one point, <laughs> but he got there in the end. See, si, see, si. yeah, and um, but yeah, so it's that's that's going to be very important to see how he goes. So he's he's here for two weeks, but he's in the country for longer. So if we want to look at him more, um, we've got the option. But then there's the option, the 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 worry that if we let him go, he might go somewhere else. Um, for more reports, he's looking very good at this stage. That's my scout report. Good report, scout. Right, on to reviews. Uh, the first game was Adelaide at home against Melbourne City. Adelaide winning that one, 2-1, pushing us to the bottom of the ladder. Yeah. No! Good times. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> this is where you needed Hello Darkness, my old friend teed up. Um, right. Yeah, that, that, that wasn't good. Um, it was it was a good game though. It was a cracking finish. Do you know why I don't have that teed up at the moment? Why? Because we're watching the. Um... Oh, we're watching us go last even more if Wellington somehow get any points. Yeah, watching currently watching Wellington versus Victory. But it's okay so far. It's nil. It, well, even nil is bad for us. We want Victory to win. We got Fred. True. True. We got oh. Fred and Fred. Andrew Dewhurst. Not only are you going to torture people by listening to us, you're going to torture them by <laughs> listening to the bloody Kiwi commentators. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, you happy with Adelaide City? Done with that? Um, I'm no, not happy no, with it. Not happy with it at all. No. Um, but Melbourne City collapsing, which is pretty hilarious. Again, they look like they had it in there. How overrated are Melbourne City? Well, not in We'll find out this week. We're, we're, I don't. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> oh, yeah not in I was about to say in before they completely smash us on Thursday. I don't know if they're overrated because when they're on, they're on that hard. It's not even. It's, their attack humorous, is great, but, but their defense is just bad. It's so bad. But um, only one of one of them is on at a time, and they're never on at the same time together. I mean, yeah. Cahill was the person who kept McGowan on side for the goal. Yeah. Um, ran back just in time to keep McGowan on side. I actually thought Cahill Josh Rose played pretty damn well. I thought Rosie had his best game in a City shirt. Yeah, except for the goal. goal. He got didn't left he, for dead yeah. for the goal. And didn't he need to give away the red card there? Well, well, I know I, I'm a nasty about he it. He couldn't catch up. I think well, Ocheng was way fast. At the start, he was next to him. But I think Rosie got stitched up by 
the young bloke at the back who Tong I cannot Luke. pronounce his name. Yeah, he was massively out of position when that ball came out from the corner, and he just left Rosie in a really bad spot. And yeah, there was that uh, one shot that Fox got from uh, behind the goal of Rosie just sprinting for his life, trying to catch him, but he could not catch him. I felt bad for him. It was but a cracking finish. It was as well. a cracking goal and for the, someone that hasn't played a lot as well recently. The assist, Guardiola's to one, right touch, oh, one, one touch, one touch volley in front. Awesome. Assist Beautiful. was hotness. Probably the best thing he's done for a while. Yeah, it would be if not all season. Would be and and then followed up with a brilliant finish as well. It was a Spanish flavour. But yeah, disappointed that Josh Rose didn't take him out. Cop the red card. Save us from going last. Rosie, the inside job. Come on, Rosie. Not we working. Needed, we needed your help there. But, yeah, City, the story of them is that they still don't have anything but those individual heads. And while ever they continue to play like that, then they're going to struggle for consistency, I think. I think the craziest thing is that Cahill spent 90 minutes in Taylor Regan's back pocket. Surely that's a crime. Yeah, Cahill didn't really do much, did he? Regan was one of the best players in the game. Which annoys me as much as Andrew Naboo playing well. Yeah, I'm with you. You notice I keep calling Naboo? I actually think it is in the boot. I think I just said that wrong. I think he did say once that the T's not silent. Right. I think it's the so boot. It is why, why do people always say Naboo then? I think that's just how you pronounce normal. So you words. pronounce it Naboo. You pronounce it Naboot? Yeah, like I, a Canadian. I think it's Naboot. Right. What are you talking about? So, so from now on, it's Naboo. Yeah. Naboot. <laughs> yeah, it's Naboo for us. Just like Bobo. From now on, it's. Uh, it's uh, boo boo. Hello, boo boo. Right. So Melbourne victory at home against Brisbane. Melbourne winning that 3 2. Oh, this was also that a good first game. Half, what that, was going on? That first half was probably the Crazy. best half of the season. The Friday night curse did not strike with no, this game. Troisi's free kick. Petrados's free kick. Wow. Troisi is unstoppable at the moment I compared to how he was when he first came back. Commentary sort of tried to, I think it was Bozza who tried to play down the quality of that. Uh, Troisi free kick but mate that free kick was something special over the wall the wall jumped it's mm. just it was perfect brilliant. positioning like I think there was a bit of a oh the goalkeeper could have been in a better position blah blah rubbish that was just absolute oh, quality perfect <laughs> and so was Petrados to be honest I think um, victory showed that how much they've improved but then they showed they've they've got a bit of Melbourne heart in them uh, when the half collapse sort of happened mm. um, that free kick from Petrados was Ridiculous! He's, I, that was a. I wish I wish we had someone that could take set pieces half of what he does because he scored a couple now. He's one got, against us, and he's got different types, hasn't he? Because yeah. I think I think it was an in swinger. The one, one against that, us was a curler. Yep, and mm. that was just laces out outside of the boot. Yes, keeper had yes. Lawrence went to go, and then it just swung, and he had no idea. Just rewinding the tape slightly, though. Shout out to Michael Theoklatos. For um, completely and abysmally stuffing up, running out towards Marco Rojas, who then oh, just yes. calmly yeah. passed it by him as um, as the flailing Theoclatos. That's Theoclatos, not Theo. Um, was the, um, it's, it's I don't not know Theoclatosa laying there, on, <laughs> laying on the ground, <laughs> doing Theoclatosa. <laughs> Michael Theoclatosa. I'm calling him that for now, but he's garbage. Oh, exactly. He was, in, and Oof. that's his second howler game in a row, is it not? Yep. I think it is. Wellington chat just had a... Oh, no. Was a, Speaking was of a garbage, um, Saturday, first game, <laughs> Wellington <laughs> won. Hang on. Surely, Next, surely we have nil. to speak about Next. Bessart, Barisha and... Um, oh, yeah. Huh? Oh. Come on, yeah. Okay, so... It wasn't really an elbow. I didn't have many friends about this, um, but... Including me. Including you, Mr. Morrow. So we're going to argue right now. Um, <laughs> but no, I think it was genuinely an accident, and I think he did definitely hit him. 
but you can see from Barisha's reaction straight away that he didn't mean it. And then Devere thinks he does, asks him if he did. Barisha tells him to where to go. Go suck a soft one. Yeah, and then Devere asks him again, and then Barisha says, I swear to God, I did not mean it. And but I- then Luke Devere says, all right, and then as the ref is running over, you can see him going, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. And then the ref goes but over the to the linesman. The assistant's yes. like, oh, yeah. yeah, send him. And then the but linesman's I, like, red card. But I feel that the the little um, you feel over elbow it. swing and um, yeah. motioning that Devere did. Oh, I think that play acting for sure. Yeah, I think that overly influences the lines person and, and I don't like that because yeah. no one can accuse me of being best up Barisha's mate. There is no one, I, no one I love to hate more than him. In fact, I'll fight him in the tunnel any time I get the chance. Mm. As will everyone else. I'll the Chippo get, versus the man in the wife beater. I'll probably I'd love <laughs> to see that. <laughs> He'll probably smash me. Live on, <laughs> live on pay-per-view. <laughs> well, I, I think it's another decision, decision oh. that a linesman has completely got wrong. Yeah. And they've got way too many wrong this season. That's a cracking tackle from whoever All that was ball. in this game. Shout out to the MRP, though, for doing the right thing. The right thing happened in the end. Um, and luckily for Chris Beath and his mates there, um, the result was not destroyed. And that came out on what? Sunday Arvo? Yeah. Special effort to make that, sure. I know. Ma- but make then, sure victory could have him for tonight. If that was anyone else, there's no way they'd get they that done. They decided tonight after the game. They get. There's no way they get that get that done so quick. I don't know about anyone else, but if it was us. What about the Krishna thing? How does he how does he not get off when it was never a red? Big and then club, they do that big club bias. Uh, conspiracy. Yeah, conspiracy. Conspiracy. Tinfoil hat. Yep. Yep. Three conspiracies. Yep, sorry. I don't want to be done cuz now we have to talk about this crap. Right. Well, the second game on Saturday was the Sydney Derby. <laughs> Sydney at home <laughs> against the Wanderers. Yep. Yep. Nil or draw. Not that crap. <laughs> So people said that our game was crap, but that was a complete fizzer. Wasn't a good game at all. No. We, me, me and Luke watched it at the club. Did not enjoy. No. Nah. The, beer, the, beer, the beers were good, but that was about it. The game, was, the game was not good. They created opportunities, both teams, and I saw somebody commenting that this was a, a high-quality game, and, and I can't disagree that it was a high-quality game, but to me, it wasn't an entertaining game. Um, and I think that's. I've a really seen way better nil-nil draws. Yeah, mm. and so from a football purist perspective, like Arnie, then you know he'll take a Dow one-nil win every day of the week. Um, even a nil-nil draw is better than a loss. But, but from a fan's point of view, it was boring. I think Sydney Derby wins off the field most of the time. Melbourne yeah. Melbourne Derby wins on it. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely. Recently, but I heard that uh, fans threw snakes on the pitch. I like that. Probably the best. Yeah, bit. Yeah. Probably yeah, the best bit about I the game. That was pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. And then he he replied eating some Allen snakes. Yeah, which I thought day. was pretty He was eating the too. blue part of a red snake, mm. which did make sense. He, yeah. handled, he did handle it very well, yeah. I thought. Yeah. But then West Sydney put a, um, a media, media ban on, on him. That, that's stupid. <laughs> that's stupid. Capitalise on it. Far There's such out. a good story there and such a good storyline that would ramp it up even more than what it is, and then they do that. So. All right, well, back to the first game on Saturday. <sighs> Wellington home against us. You already used the word to describe it mm. before. Because I was going to say, there's only one word that is kind of nice that sums it up, and that's garbage. Mm. Garbage, rubbish, crap. Now oh, I didn't get say. to watch this. So I was at a wedding, Poop. so but well, no, we did get to watch it. Sorry, lucky we, you. Wellington just scored. We oh, watched, we watched oh. it. Not. This is we're just talking about it, and they've literally just scored. Bonavasia. Oh, for God's sake! I told you this would happen. What did I say today? Scenes when Wellington win. 
Oh, it's an oh, goal. goal. It's an Oggy. That's epic. Is that Barrow? Oh, gee. Ole, ole, ole. I think it's Barrow. Yeah. He's only just come back in the squad, too. Oh. What a nice shank that one is. Beautiful. Or is it Georgievsky? Why is, is Bonavarsia claiming it? 15? I'm up the other end. I can't see the iPad, but that's real Are bad. you sure it's an own goal? Because I just credited Bonavarsia for it, but I guess it is the Kiwi commentators. That anyway, was... so I did get to watch it. It was on my mobile phone, How's so I didn't the... have the best How's the timing? view. Thank you, at, uh, thank you to James for that view as well. Um, Jimmy well, had the right idea. A couple of other Maris Thurbs and James had the right idea. They were at a wedding, and they shouldn't have even bothered watching the game. They should have just enjoyed the wedding. You definitely should have uh, saved your data, yep. rather than putting up with that crap. Um, but I guess the first thing um, when the lineup come out, I think probably ninety nine percent of people had the same reaction. Um, yep. It just it was not good at all. Hello, Sean. Howdy. How are you, mate? Were you on the phone to Roy's agent? Uh, not Roy's agent. Sean just walked in. Hello, how are you going? Who am I talking to? No one. You've come in at just the right yourself. time. We're <laughs> about 250 people. Oh, okay. we're, <laughs> we're, we're reviewing our game. We're right reviewing our moment. games, which I'm sure you're keen to talk about. Do, do I need to leave? So, anyway. What, 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 what are your thoughts about? on the game? Well, my thoughts on the game? Uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, that's that's enough. That says enough for me. Yeah, Good chat. It's, it, it's, it's Disappointing. Because we are waiting for... Yeah, for the results to kick in that um, uh, that we can see where we're close to, but it's uh, it's not there yet, so it's always tough. Yeah, it wasn't fun to watch, was it? No. Did so you go over there? No, no, no. Hmm. I didn't travel. So next Any question was for Kundo. Uh, still, he trained with the first squad today, training again tomorrow. So, and he's still now working very hard with the football department to see what he's um, how he's travelling. So, yeah, that's about all. Oh, sorry, I got no, not much on that. Any other news? Uh, not yet. <laughs> We just spoke to Roy before. He seems pretty confident about his contract. Oh, good. That's great. So It's good to hear. That you seem surprised that doesn't fill me with confidence. <laughs> no, 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 no. Roy and I <laughs> caught up the other day and, um, you know, we, we had a good chat. Uh, and, look, these things take some time. It's, you know, there's, it's middle of the season as well, so there's lots of moving parts. But um, mm. uh, the good thing is there's communication happening and that'll continue to happen. That's good. We tried to encourage him and maybe, <laughs> maybe even begged. I, know, I, think, I think Aaron during the interview said, please stay. I may have said that. Yes. There's no may in that sentence. You okay. did. Okay. <laughs> All right, Sean, you can go home. If okay, you, cool. you don't have to stay. Right, don't, don't, just just don't. quietly, it's after 6.30 here, and this is the time that the Mariner CEO busts his proverbial until. Just putting it out there. Yeah. It's no, an early one for me. It's good. <laughs> don't look at the good score luck. on the iPad. Home in time for tea. Uh, don't look at the score because it's, get, it's getting worse because Wellington just scored. So... See everybody. <laughs> Bye. See you at the game. <laughs> you won't see me there. We're shit. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. All right, more on our game. Um, what did Wellington do right? What did we do wrong? It was a it was a poor game. Both teams gave away the ball so many times in midfield. Yeah, that you was, know, I think that was probably due to the conditions as well. Yeah, well, what they did right is they scored early. And then what we did wrong was that we couldn't break them down once they decided to What was wrong back was and the player who scored it as well, um, which sucked. Yep. Wemack gave Storm an absolute nightmare for 90 minutes. Yep. I can't remember if he came off, but you know I remembered I mean? when he did that to us, to an opposing fullback. He, he just, did come off, yeah. I felt, I felt bad for Storm because McGlinchey just shredded him for the entire time he was on. And um, the goal was so soft. It was such a frustrating goal to watch. I think just... 
1v1 with Storm. You can see know. it coming a mile away as yeah. well. Yeah, you know, Storm hasn't played a lot recently. He's only sort of just come back. And um, Izzo had a great game, but I think that goal's pretty soft on him. I don't think he'll be happy with that. It's inside post. It wasn't moving that quick. And um, once they got that, I guess we were always going to struggle. It was um, one of Mikey's best games for a long time. I oh, think. yeah, um, for sure. For anyone. Um, uh, since, well, probably since he was with us. Of course, he fired up against us. Mm. What about what about the lineup though? What's going on there? Yeah, Fabio at ten um, didn't. Bum, bum. Yeah, not a, not a ninety minute ten. Fabio at ten. <laughs> I've said Ascroft this not starting. <laughs> <laughs> um, Trent not starting. <laughs> Such anything good sound else? effects. Anything and else? I, I did notice that uh, Ocon was starting in the midfield. Did anyone see that? Oh, was that on SPS? Uh, was it SPS? I think it was SPS. Yes, somebody. They had some bright They had Oakland in the midfield, but might have been better off. Um, I think I I don't I obviously the players on the pitch didn't play well, but I put that result down to Oakland more probably for mucking around with that lineup so much when we had two good performances in a row, we could have stuck with a pretty consistent lineup, and then he that's what I was about to, to say. That. You need to have consistency. Yeah, and if that's, you're chopping that, and changing every single week, then yeah. It's not going to work. You don't you don't play by intuition then. Yeah, and we chopped and changed for no reason, just about. I'm not sure if he thought it was a part of the game plan that he started those players because they would um, beat Wellington's game plan that, that they have been using against us or not, but it just did not work at all. I don't know I don't know why Liam Rose is playing in centre-back. That, that I don't know. No. And then you've got Ascroft on the bench who, yes, he was at fault for one of the goals last week against... Sydney, but other than that, I think he's done quite well when he has come in. Um, so, and that does probably nothing for his confidence. He makes one mistake, and then all of a sudden he's on the bench. I don't have a bit, that's that. Yeah, that's a significant concern. I don't have a problem with us changing things around like we did. What I have a problem when it's with needed. is, well, <laughs> is it possible, for example, that Ascroft, Ascroft has a niggle sufficiently bad that we decided that we couldn't risk starting him? The same would have to apply to Trent. Um, and but if that's the case, I don't know why politically we don't reveal a little bit of that at least among the members, so that we've got some idea of why these um, what appear to be weird changes um, are happening. Otherwise, we all sort of scratch our heads and go, "Well, what did we do that for?" Yeah, well, I think if you've got players on a bench with any sort of niggle, it's stupid. So I don't believe that. Yeah, it's a fair. So point. five shots point. with one on target, you're not going to win a game. What with that? That's horrific. That's. It is, but that's some um, of the worst stats I've seen. It is. How many did they have? They had fourteen shots with seven on. I'd love to see the stats on first touches because in those conditions, I didn't see many that were any good from either team or any player. I think no. every, everyone was chasing their first touch. Yeah, yeah and I, f- I really did feel bad for Roy up front. You could probably count the amount of ball he had on one hand almost. Um, it just wasn't getting to him at all. And um, Fabio, not a ninety-minute number ten. Yes, he did. Not well a number in, ten, full stop. Well, that probably as well. I'm more leaning towards that, but not some, a great player, full stop. Some people have been calling for it, um, and yes, he did well against Melbourne and Sydney when he come on, but not a ninety minute guy at all. And um, up here, starting over Trent, I just that's a. For me, that was the strangest decision. I, I don't know what Appiah did to justify us starting. Maybe he just had a good training week, but yeah. For I me, just, the Trent's got to Do you think the four two three one formation's working for us? No. Nah. Probably not. Probably, Probably not. 
But is the question there whether or not... But what else have we got rather than playing just one up front with Roy? Yeah. I, I wonder... You see some fans talk about it. I wonder whether or not the choice is here, whether or not Paolo is going to uh, staff the team to suit his desired system, and that's the pr- approach he's going to take now, and that's he's already working on it, or is he going to modify his system to suit the personnel we have? And obviously fans who want to win next weekend, or actually Thursday night... They want him to modify his style to suit the um, the fact that we have these players. I don't know whether or not that's what Ocon's going to do. No, I I people want Ocon to change the system. I don't think that's going to happen. Me uh, either. I'd no, I think um, well we might already see it. I think Coast FM might have said on their broadcast that we were going to apparently sign two players this week. I did see someone say that, but I don't know how true that is or not. So. Um, there's been a couple of rumours that uh, Ocon was after Daniel De Silva, who is on the outer at Roder or Roger. Yeah, as he's say. not on the outer, he's or he's been gone. As he, yeah, yeah, so he's he's gone. So obviously him and Ocon have a relationship. Um, and the other young bloke from Melbourne Victory who went back overseas, I can't remember his name now. So there's a couple of players on the horizon maybe that we might be interested in, but it's more of the same. And I don't know how much more they suit that game plan because it's not. I wouldn't mind De Silva. Yeah, neither would I, okay. but he's another young, inexperienced yeah. player that's going to be thrown in the deep end, and it's, the reality is it's not what we need at the moment. So um, He's not going to change the game plan, I don't think, and I think that's going to force Mike to spend money. That's my thinking. I think that that is probably related to the whole Australian system thing, the Socceroos system thing. It's that, curriculum, that curriculum 101. Influence and, and I don't really have a problem with that. Um, because that's how other clubs and and how the Socceroos systems will develop players. So players will get used to that system. But but um, on your point about youth, I think there's youth and there's youth. Um, some of the youth we've got um, are far less experienced than uh, the young Perth guy and far less experienced than um, some of the other uh, rumoured possible young signings that yep. we've had there. There's a difference between a young guy like Connor Payne, like Scott Galloway, and a young guy like Trent, a young guy like um, Liam Rose, Adam Berry. Yeah. Um, that's that's young, young. Um, so. Yeah, the weekend was incredibly frustrating. So hopefully uh, we don't see more of that. Right, moving on. Uh, the game on Sunday, the Jets at home against Glory, two-all draw. Yeah, it was a decent game, at Thank least. You. Well... My, Normally, my prediction of being a snooze fest was not on the money. I think we all predicted that. Normally, mm. Jets at home on a Sunday is worse than the Friday night curse, uh, but it definitely wasn't this time. So sick of luckiness, though. Like, Yeah, it, I was thinking that, watching that. It just seems that there was there's a little ounce of luck in just What about, about that bloke that got pinned to the, the fence when the fence <laughs> collapsed? Far he out. was lucky. Three of them. How, yeah. good, how good was security just standing there? The, the bloke <laughs> in the orange, the what was it, like the active... The supporter marshal. The active supporter marshal is just standing there, like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there was a little bit of luck in, the, in their goals, um, including Perth, to be honest. How's about the absolute horror show from, was it Jackson? Lachlan Jackson, Oh, yeah, it? for the first tag. He just has an air goal. swing yeah. and tag it just um, near post. Got a hole on his leg. Then then I, I'm not going in. I'm not going to go for it. There was a penalty. There was no there, penalty. Yeah, that penalty was BS. Absolute so, BS. So a bit of luck there. Um, then uh, Naboot, Naboo, whoever you want to call him, Boo Boo. Naboot. 
Um, he, he he takes a horrendous touch just before the shot. It comes off the defender who does a poor job, and uh, then he uh, next first time hits it after that, and uh, it goes in the right place. I can't believe he's leading the Alex Tobin. So lucky. I know it's weird, eh? That's What's such he? an indictment on this league. Hmm. <laughs> That's so hmm. bad. So it seemed to me there's a lot of sh- not very good defence. Yeah, thank God Perth didn't give up though, because if the Jets had won that after uh, us putting in that performance. That would have made me even more angry. Hmm. And I'd love to hear the last bit of that game was I'd love to hear um, exactly what Roston Griffith said. We never will, but that would have been entertaining. We can ask him. <laughs> I think we should. We might ask him. Yeah, we might get him on the show prob- one day. He probably won't tell us. He may not repeat it. Is that possible to get other pl- other teams' players on the Mariners podcast? Yeah. Why not? It's a secret. No one has to know. Yeah, fair enough. Right, he's a, he's a and yeah, as, as we mentioned before, the game's on at the moment. It's actually a game from round seven, but it's uh, Phoenix at home against Victory. Phoenix currently up 1-0. In it's first half, extra time. Not good for us at all. I think a Victory will come back, surely. Can you not say that like that? All right, we're joined by our number nine, Roy O'Donovan. How are you, mate? Very good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. That's all right. Um, how's Alfie? Very good, mate. Very good. He's crying out in the other room as we speak. He's getting uh, getting some tea through at the moment, so he's uh, he's quite he's quite bumpy this week. So, so is he keeping uh, you up at night? He's a bit more testing than he has been. Not to be fair, he, nothing keeps him up. He sleeps right through, but uh, oh. he's quite active now in the daytime. So he's he's uh, he's making this this hot weather that little bit more testing. <laughs> Uh, we'll get straight into it, so we may as well get it over and done with. Uh, the Wellington game on the weekend uh, was a pretty disappointing result, yeah. pretty probably disappointing performance overall. Um, what did you think of it? Yeah, that probably sums it up, really. It was, uh, wasn't the best conditions for the game. Um, again, we conceded a sloppy goal, and uh, we didn't create enough clear-cut opportunities to win the game. So, we, you know, we can't say we really deserve to win the game. Uh, it wasn't a great spectacle, but uh, you know, I think, uh, being quite honest about it, that game um, had a draw written all over it. But uh, as I said, we conceded a sloppy goal. It must have been pretty frustrating for you not getting much of the ball up there, like you said, and not really creating much. Yeah, of course it is, and, and it's been like that a few times this season. And you know, that's the joys of being a striker. Sometimes you, you know, you do a lot of work. A lot of groundwork, hoping for that chance to drop to you, and uh, you know some some games it, it doesn't seem to happen. So uh, Wellington was certainly one of those games, but uh, as I said, we've got a game coming up on Thursday night, so we've got a you know a chance to put things right. That's the, the beauty of sport; you get a chance to uh, win a game, plan an exhibition, and, and hopefully uh, plan a performance for our supporters back on, on the course on Thursday night. Uh, what do you think we might be sort of lacking in the squad and what do you think we need to do better to start getting some good results and some wins? Oh, I, I think it's, I'm saying the same thing since I came from day one. Obviously, we're, uh, we're short of experience in, in, in vital areas, you know, and uh, you know we've got some very talented young players coming through, no question. That's, that's been evident uh, certainly this season, uh, especially against Sydney and Melbourne City the last couple of weeks and so most of the fans would agree with me, but uh, you know when when things aren't going so well and and you're losing games, you you do need uh, your senior players to stand up, and you need as many of them as you know possible. And uh, you, you look at the Mariners teams that were successful down the years; they had a spine that was full of experience, and and it was a great kind of um, platform for the younger players coming through. 
um, to to thrive in that environment. You know, and at the moment uh, at Mariners, it, it's not the case. It's a case of we've got a team built on youth and and talent, which, as I said, there's certainly a lot of. But the the young kids they need they need a bit more help, and I think that lack of experience, you know, is it, very evident when we when we uh, come up against teams like the victories, like the Sydney's that can just have that little bit more experience to get over the line in games and that's why we're losing by the odd goal in pretty much uh, most of the games. So we've got a young Argentine trialist, uh, we think, at the moment for Kundo, who's uh, been at training recently. Um, how does he look with the ball at his feet and uh, do you think he's the style of player, we, we are t- told he's a number 10, uh, that could get you more service and maybe more goals? Uh, well, look, he looks uh, tidy in training. He's a uh, He's only a little guy, but he's um, you know he's your typical South American tidy on on the ball. But uh, whether he's the answer, I don't know. I, I really don't know. You, you have to ask Paula that to be, to be quite honest about it. But uh, yeah, he's certainly careful with the football. And is that what about that style of player? Um, do you think if we had um, a, a really recognised number ten uh, who was quality with the ball at his feet, that that would suit your game? Listen, the more look, the more quality players in general, not even in, in, in certain positions, the more quality players you have in general, the better it is for everybody as a team. Um, but uh, as I said, look, we, we, we are missing um, experience in, in important positions. There's no question there. But the guys that we have there at the moment have definitely more than enough ability to, to do the job. It's just, as I said, sometimes we're just very youthful and... Um, you know, it's difficult. It's difficult for young guys with all the talent in the world, you know, to come in and have a good game and have the fans, you know, hyping you up and you're the next best thing. And you know, there's been a, a little bit of that. But also, for young players, it's difficult when they have the bad games and when they're in a losing team. It's it's, it's very hard when they get keep getting put back in the spotlight for their confidence. You know, to keep getting knocked down when we we get beat. And that's that's my opinion on where we need why we need more experience because it, it helps out the younger lads and helps them grow as a footballer rather than being sometimes kind of just thrown into a you know a baptism of fire as such and you know it doesn't doesn't work out so well for everybody and it could hamper a lot of um, young lads careers in, in my opinion um what type of forward do you like to play do you like to play someone that, that like your number 10 can hit you you lay it off to them and then you run off or do you prefer leading the line on the last shoulder of the defender and then running into those channels um, yeah, I, 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 do, I like to play on the shoulder. But look, I've played in a variety of forward roles throughout my career. Obviously, uh, currently the last 80 months, um, it's been the way, the way football has gone, and the kind of um, it's in fashion now to play a, a number nine and, and and two wingers and a number ten. Um, certainly in, in in Australia and certainly in 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 Spain and Holland, uh, which I think is where the Australian kind of. Um, Football kind of base is, is copied on, but um, yeah, look, I enjoy playing that style of football. But just just as well, look, if you've got players that can play, with, uh, if you can play with two strikers or you can play with three strikers, it's all well and good. If it works for the team, it works for me. You know, I'm, I'm quite adaptable. And uh, as I said, look, the more the more good players you have around you, the better your your game is going to be, and the more games you're going to win. So. Um, as I said, look, uh, I'd love, I'd love to see Mariners go out and splash the cash in, in this window and, and spend a fortune. But look, this is, this is not the club I play for, and this is not the situation we're in. So look, we have to be realistic and, you know, make the best of what we've got, and, and hopefully just keep improving like we have been doing uh, over the last couple of months. So you mentioned the Australian style. Have you had to adjust your game to suit the um, the climate and playing in summer? 
Um, not really. I was lucky. I had a year in, in Singapore before I um, before I came here. So the, the humidity levels that I played in over there were. Uh, I got my kind of acclimatization in Singapore as such. So coming into Australia was a little bit easier. But uh, look, it can, it can be difficult at times. Um, the weather here, even for even for Australians, but uh, but that's, look, I knew what I knew what I was signing up for, and it's a it's a great product. It's it's a really great league, and it's, uh, it's only going in one direction, and that's that's up. And uh, look, I'm glad to be a part of it. How important is the leadership uh, group within the team? Obviously, um, when you look at the squad, there's only sort of maybe really you and Monty who have. Um, gone and played overseas and sort of um, sort of maybe in a role as a leader. So after after a result like on the weekend, after two good performances and the weekend was probably a kick in the guts, when you see the boys next, do you sort of go out of your way to try and pick them up or do you take that role on? Yeah, well, look, I think me and Monty just naturally are, are kind of that type anyway. We're the kind of um, glass half full people. Uh, which is, uh, I think, is the kind of people that you need uh, at this at this club. You know, it's uh, one of the smaller clubs. Obviously, you know, bats, bats against the odds, punches above its weight historically. So it needs players that are, you know, glass half full rather than negative um, influences in the dressing room. So certainly, look, Monty's definitely that type. He's uh, been here a long time, and you know, he's one of the one of the best leaders I think uh, that the Mariners have had in their history. So. They're very lucky to have him, and, and you know myself. I, I'm naturally, as I said, I, I like to, uh, you know, be be a big part of the team behind the scenes and, and help the young lads in any way I can, and uh, be be a good influence. So, um, you know, look, I'm hoping doing that job. But as far as leadership group goes, I don't think we have enough senior players to have any leadership group. There's, you know, as I said, there's only probably me and Monty and uh, Ivan Chesky over over 30 years old. So uh, it's a it's a small leadership group, but. Um, you know, as, as I said, the, the mantle with the younger players just becomes that more important that they've got to take on a bit more responsibility at a younger age. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of them who have grown into that uh, very well this year. You know, you see Stormy uh, has grown into it uh, as a leader and, and Paul Izzo has stepped down as the goalkeeper. So, look, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of positives too from, from that side of things. When there isn't that much experience, there's, 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 there's certainly positives to it as well, you know. You'll have to correct me if I'm wrong here because I did get this question from YouTube, but uh, since your starting club, which was Cork City, is that right? Yep. Uh, this is the Mariners, is the, this is the most games you've played for a single club since then. Do you feel like this has helped with your consistency besides, obviously, last year with the suspension? Yeah. Um, is it the most games I've played? Yeah, yeah I suppose it will be. I, look, I've always, always, I've never been um, happy just kind of you know, uh, obviously, when I was at Sunderland, there was a lot of changes in managers, so I, I tended to want alone uh, quite a bit when after Roy Keane left. Um, so, you know, I, I was always one of those who just wanted to play, so I didn't want to kind of sit on the bench or wait around. I always wanted to be out playing, so, you know, I kind of diluted my career a lot with, with, with loan moves a little bit. Um, but uh, this is certainly a club that I've come into and, and, and felt at home at, Um and enjoy enjoy playing my football here, definitely. But um, um, you know, it's it's one of those it's one of those things. You know, I I played um probably thirty five games in a season in, in Singapore. Um, I played probably yeah probably a hundred games when I was back in League of Ireland. Um, so yeah, it's probably, I haven't really thought about that, but that's a surprising figure. But no, it's, it's Wikipedia. To show you, you know, it's Wikipedia. Longer. It must not be true. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. A lot. It just goes to show you know the longer, especially the striker. You know, the more more of a run of games you get, and that's definitely apparent in in, in my previous history. The more games I, I get to play and run against, the more goals I score, and the better my performances tend to be. So. That's certainly been the case at, uh, at Mariners and, you know, I, uh, I hope to keep it that way. I hope they, they get better now between here and, and the end of the season because uh, it's important for uh, for both the club and myself that, you know, we're, we're going the right direction. So you've touched on it a, a little bit already, Roy, about the place, the Central Coast, but what's the best part? You've been here quite a while now, so you would be getting used to it. What's the best part about living on the coast and uh, what, do, what do the family think about living on the coast, especially given that... Uh, Alfie is a young Aussie and uh, a young Coasty even, isn't he? Yeah, well, I suppose he is. Yeah, I'm obviously <laughs> born here, and uh, and most of his life has been spent here so far. Most of the ten months has been spent here. So yeah, it looks a beautiful part of the world, and uh, I love about I, I love the Aussie attitude. Really, it's it's very similar to to uh, the Irish attitude. You know, they enjoy life and they're, they're quite laid back in a lot of ways, and uh, you know they're, and they're funny. Love, love a point. Yeah, yeah, they've got they've got a fondness for a drink as well, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but it's a it's no, it's you know what it's a, it's a, it's a really great place to live. It's love it's it's a lovely place for for a young family. So we're, we're blessed really that to, to come here at, at the time we did, you know. And that was a big reason uh, I came to Mariners as well. It wasn't because of the the gold and 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 Rolexes they were offering me. To be quite honest about it, it was a, it was a chance, you know. LM. Ellen is pregnant, and it was a chance to kind of come come somewhere for a couple of years, settle down, enjoy my football in, in a beautiful place. And look, it's turned out it's turned out that way. It's it's been one of the best, if not the best, move I made in my career. So look, I'm I'm up to this point. It's been uh, it's been really good, and as I said, I hope it only gets better. Now we heard you say mate before. How much Aussie lingo yeah. <clears throat> has worked its way into your vocabulary? Uh, I try not to let too much come in. I don't want you getting too carried away with yourself. But uh, now, but yeah, I, I suppose there's a, there's a little bit. There's a little bit. I, I didn't I didn't understand your first question when you were testing me out earlier on. So, uh, <laughs> probably not 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 as much as you would think. That's a secret question. That one. It'll get released one day. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, can you give us your best Aussie accent then? Because a lot of people swoon over your Irish accent. Come so. on, mate. Yeah. No. I, I I stick to the one accent. That's that. That's the way I. Uh, that's the way. I, that's the way I play the game. I don't. Fair I don't enough. try to be anything. I'm not. I respect know, that. So, uh, right. <laughs> I'm not even Irish. What? <laughs> How many jokers? How many jokers? <laughs> Confuse the shit out of me, there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we got it all wrong. Um, so your contract is up at the end of the year. Um, there's been a few yeah. things reported about it in the media that um, the club was in contact with your agent and everything like that, and that there was a couple of clubs interested, maybe. Um, was there any interest from anywhere else, and have the negotiations moved on any further? Uh, look, I'm sure I'm sure there will, and, and is interest there, but, uh, you know, I, I think um, the Mariners are, are, you know, well aware of the situation, and they're trying to get a handle on the salary cap and uh, the TV deal that, that's happening currently, so um, that's, that's in process. They're trying to sort that out between... Sean Mellencamp, the CEO, obviously, and, and Mike, the owner, and you know, between themselves and and my manager and Paolo and, and all of them, they're going to have to sit down and have a meeting and hopefully get that sorted. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, I, I'm not too stressed about the whole thing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm enjoying my football at the moment. Um, you know, so I don't I don't see it as a hindrance at all. But um, I'm sure from the supporters' point of view, uh, it'd be something that they, they'd like to have kind of 
you know, sorted out rather soon. But uh, as I said, I'm not, I'm not too stressed. I'm enjoying my football, and uh, these things tend to work themselves out in the end. So, um, uh, watch the space. It might be sorted sooner than you think. That sounds like good news. Well, I, I think one of the rumours were that Newcastle were interested. So, as long as you don't go there, uh, we, can, <laughs> we can be mates still. That's all right. Yes, because representing yeah. those fans, yeah, yeah. my next question there was going to be, oh, come on, Roy, can you please stay? <laughs> <laughs> I guess a, f- a the, few the, people... The, the, thing, the, thing, the thing that's going to keep keep me and any player here is a club that is going in the right direction a club that wants to uh, be successful you know um, you know the last couple of years have been difficult for for supporters and it's definitely difficult um, from a playing point of view you know the, obviously the year before I came was difficult as well change of manager obviously Tony last year I know Paul has come in so you can see look the, the brand of football this year we've definitely got more of a, an identity um, which, is, which is great moving forward but uh to be successful, you need you need to have you know a stronger core nucleus of players, and um, you know and that's that's what every player wants to play if they want to be successful, win trophies, and I know difference. So I hope that the the Mariners can uh, you know strive for that next year, and and then it's a lot more appealing for uh, not just me but every every single player in the A League, you know. Uh, so FIFA announced uh, was it a couple of weeks ago about the new 48 team World Cup. Um, where do you think the the Irish national team should make that make that finals? Yeah, I, I think it gives it makes it, yeah, it you'd gives hope it so. Chance, yeah, it gives us more of a chance. So, I mean, uh, we love we love going to tournaments as a country in general. We we tend to uh, revel in, in, in on the big stage. Uh, the supporters certainly do anyway. But uh, the Euros this year, we we as a country we don't we don't uh, pretty well. We're unlucky against France, so. Uh, you know, as a, as a nation, you know yourselves. Every time there's a big tournament comes around, you want your country to be a part of it and, and doing well because it gives the whole uh, nation a boost. And and Ireland is no different. So I see it as a positive thing, definitely. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us this week, Roy. No problem, guys. Anytime. Thanks, Roy. Thanks, Roy. Thank you. On to previews. First up, we're away at Melbourne City, 7.50 on Thursday night. Um, if we get dodgy Melbourne City, we might get a draw. But if we play like we did on the weekend, then that's not going to go well. Not to be confused with tipping a draw. Let's go over the rules for the thousandth time you're tipping us. Yeah, I'm so not confident after the weekend now. This is the I'm problem. going to tip City. No, you're not. And what, you, what are you going to do about it, <laughs> mate? I run the I run the tips. I run the tips, and yeah, I, I bet you do. Okay, how, how are we going to how are we going to beat um, City? Hopefully, um, give forfeit. Us some, give us some <laughs> forfeit. Just <laughs> give you a win. Give them some dodgy lasagna, <laughs> and uh, hopefully they will have diarrhoea and they can't play very well. We've seen um, we've seen that when they click, that they're incredibly hard to stop. So if all their egos are put to the side for that game. Um, there's going to be some big issues. But going back to New Year's, Kale. what did we do right that um, stopped them? We just we didn't stop believing, as lame as that might sound. Um, I think we just negated um, their just we we won a lot more individual battles that night than, for example, what we did on the weekend. Um, I think uh, we. 
showed that they are very vulnerable um, at the back um, on the counter, I think, which proved that on the weekend as well against Adelaide. That wasn't good. Do you think um, Hardy should start against Rose? Yes. Absolutely. A million percent. Two million. I love Rosie. I love Rosie, but Trent would give him an absolute nightmare. Um, yeah, it's 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 just so weird because we don't know what Melbourne City is going to come out. What about uh, we didn't like Fab as a ten in this game? We didn't see Powell though, and we've you know people have complained at times about his role there. Mm. Who do we think gets that spot? Wouldn't surprise me if Fabio gets it again. Mm. Unfortunately, um, it's. See, this is the thing now. We had we had two consistent performances with pretty consistent lineups, and then the weekend happened. And that was with like all our front and our midfield all revolving around. Yeah, there were points where Barry was playing number ten and Monty was playing number ten. Yeah, it's quite like strange. The last twenty minutes of the Melbourne City game, the like we completely swapped the game plan, and that's what screwed them up because individually they didn't know where to go. We had when we scored. Uh, when Roy scored his goal, at one stage we had Connor Payne and Trent over on the one side, which completely bamboozled them, and they had no idea what to do at the back. So I think if we we need to, we need to do that, but for longer because that's our issue at the moment. And my question was a little bit uh, about around the idea that uh, Fab and Connor both came on in that game against City and uh, had a real impact. Especially Fab had a real impact in that game. It was his assist that got the ball rolling, I think. So, um, is it better for us to start with something a bit more solid? And um, as far as um, work rate, and maybe we think that's uh, Powell, um, and uh, bring Fab on as more of an impact player. Potentially, it, it's. I know what you mean, but when they come on, we were two 0 down. So, is it really more solid, or only in our heads, perhaps? Yeah. It's you know it's up to it's up to the players at start to get that consistency going, and um, but I, th- I think Payne should start. I think Trent should start. I think Ascroft should start. I think there's no way Lambrose should be playing centre back ever again. Um, that just confused the hell out of me. So um, it's a it's a very important game mentally as well. I think for all the boys because um, Wellington was a kick in the guts, and we definitely need to come back. And we proved that we can do it against Melbourne City. What was it? Only three weeks ago, thanks thanks to this lovely draw, which is yeah. A piece we of have shit. to be we have to be hard to beat. Mm. If if we concede early and you know are, are too fragile in this, maybe a bit like we were when we played uh, victory at Amy Park recently. That's gonna not be good. Yeah, and we only lost one nil on the weekend, but we were still easy to beat. Yeah, that, that's the frustrating thing. That's true. So okay, so we'll have to tip. Mariners, don't we? We do. Involuntarily. Right, moving on. Sydney at home against Adelaide. Well, you think Sydney will win that? But think, get, you think Adelaide, Adelaide, but Adelaide could make a game of it for sure. But now we're in a weird position where I'm, I want Sydney to win just so Adelaide don't get any points. Yeah, this is the thing. Sydney are, what, 27 points ahead of us now? <laughs> What are you laughing at? 25? <laughs> it's insane. It's so ridiculous. I'll, I'll get the ladder up. It's now. so bad. Um, I think Adelaide's win last week is going to give them a lot of confidence, but it's not going to be enough to beat Sydney. No, me too. I'm going to say Sydney too. Sydney have got too much. All right, Phoenix. 27. Brisbane. 
27 points in front. We're on 10 points. They're on 37. That's a joke. Have we got nine games in hand? Oh, no. <laughs> we've <laughs> actually played... Oh, wait, no, scrap that. I was going to say we've actually played one more game, but we haven't. Phoenix are home against Brisbane. Ugh, another home game for Phoenix. That's so a decent run. Three in a row. Three games in a, home games in a row. Uh, draw. Yeah, I'm going to go on the fence with that one too, I think. I think Brisbane can do this one. I'm with Jimmy. I'm going Brisbane can do this. I didn't really find that much to like about Wellington last week. I didn't find that much to like about us. But I think it was mainly the conditions. It was the conditions and they handled those conditions better and uh, it was one of those games where we were lucky that we saw anyone score. So they were lucky they were the ones that got it. So I can't really use their form, Wellington, as a reason for them to beat Brisbane and I think Brisbane will be good enough in this. Do you think that Brisbane had victory on the ropes though and they should have come back all the way? Yeah, but I do think that the red card interfered with that. That was a theory that was thrown about by some people and I think that uh, Melbourne victory visibly tightened as soon as they lost a player and uh, that went against Brisbane. Their shrinks are closed. Yeah, basically their bum wasn't open. uh, (laughs) I disapprove of that message. (laughs) Uh, It was Aloisi, wasn't it, who said that uh, he felt that the red card changed the game and it didn't help them and I agree with that. Tends Uh, to happen quite a lot. Yeah, so so I think uh, yeah they were unlucky, Brisbane. Right, moving on. Perth at home against Victory. Oh, Victory. Yeah, that has the potential. The missing Roston, so I'm going to say Victory. Yeah, Victory. Me too. Easy. Victory, despite the um, extra game and despite the scoreline right now, where they're one nil down, still. Well, Although, as travel, you can see, it's windy again. Travel could come into it. No, it's windy, Wellington, but it's really freaking windy. There were, apparently, Victory's travel the wind, schedule. The wind was supposed to get up to 160 kilometres an hour in Wellington for this game. Wow. Hmm. Anyway. Going there, so they're going from Wellington to Perth. That's a that's a long flight. Mm. Who are you picking? Lucky Reddy's not on the flight. I'm still going to go Victory. Victory. Yep. Yeah, okay. Def- definitely Victory. Last game of the round: Wanderers at home against the Jets. Oh. I Is that at spotless? You tipping a draw? Yeah, draw. I am. Draw. Yeah, I'm going to tip a draw as well. <laughs> I, d- I don't want to say my tip, but it's not a draw. It's not it's the Wanderers. It's a Jets win. Mm, one of those, eh? No, <sighs> get out. The door's open, get out. I know. Can I just um, uh, put in there that uh, in the Wellington versus Victory game, which no tips were submitted for, I don't believe. Can we get a tip update? Tips are away teams, so you guys, I, we are on victory in this and we're not going well. Yes, we can have a tip update because I finally did my job, um, did something useful and I can update you. You didn't do your job. It's my own. You have a job, but you don't do it. You do this stuff instead. This is my job. This is my best job. Well, how come I'm not getting paid? Okay, who's in last? You get paid in abuse. In last position... In part courtesy of his uh, failure to turn up from time to time. God damn it. Is Luke on 23 points. <laughs> Am I in third? Making a comeback this week in equal second or third, whatever you want to call it, is Jimmy and Aaron on 27. Right. I'm not that far behind. I was behind you by a point last week, but um, I caught you by a point courtesy of your um, your failure to tip... I tipped the Jets in the draw instead of yeah, the Jets. Yeah, see, at home. So we've got our own tipping competition. <laughs> Did I, I tip the draw in Perth 
Newcastle? I picked a draw for... You did? Um, I, I thought I did. Yes, you did. And so did Luke. And we all tipped the victory. Um, they were the only tips that we got right and Jimmy didn't get the draw. I picked a draw at home. See, it's different. When A bit later in the week when we do tips at home, I, I get them. You picked the scummers. And what am I on? Suck it up. Uh, and Josh is on 32 points. Uh, oh, you're first. He's fucking off. get around me. He's basically ripped us a new one. What a joke. <laughs> but hang on, what's the total though? Do you have a total like of how 32 many? out of what? Uh, help me out there. We're well, in round, round 15, 15 times 5. 15 times 5 525? <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I had something for it then. No, 75. 75 it yeah, is. Yeah, 75. Correct, it is 75. My so, bad. So I did 5 times 100 so instead of 5 times 10. 32 out of 75, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm at like 49.6%. Which is better than the rest of us. We are experts. No. Fox Sports, I'm currently unemployed and needing a job. I'm coming for your job, Mossy. Mm -hmm. I'm coming for your job, Glenn. Right. Um, In other news, we found out while we're recording this, um, the fan forum is going to be on the 27th of January at the Scenic Room, which is at the Central Coast Leagues Club. But the thing is, is that I'm not going because the races are on in the tab and I can't (laughs) miss the races. Aren't they going to put the races on in there? I've got to say... Do you want to explain what you're talking about? I've got to say Paul Gordon got in with that one first on that, on the Mariners members with the, uh, will the races be on the big screen as Mike's talking, which obviously the races are much more important than Mike. Do you want to explain what it is about the races? I don't really want to go back to the Leeds Club anymore. (laughs) (laughs) All we did was Well, well, basically what happened is that I got there early and the, the races were on the big screen. I went to the bar and to the tab and asked two separate people if they were going to put the Mariners game on the big screen and they both said oh we're not we're not sure yet probably not because the races take priority and, and I'm thinking yeah all right then the, the races and are then, on 24 TVs and then a woman said oh it depends if the races are finished I'm like well the races never finish it's a 24/7 channel a and then we had to settle for the small screen in the tab and then they finally put on a big screen just before half time but there was there was one person sitting in the tab area watching the big screen and uh, there were probably 30, 35 people in front of the bar wanting to watch our game, watching some pissy little screen that had static all over it. Yeah. And they wouldn't put the freaking big game on for us. It was a joke. Hmm. So I got quite angry at the bar stuff. So stuff the CCLC. We're going to sidelines from now on. Enjoyed the um, conjecture, <laughs> though, on uh, social media. As imp- we don't do stupid things on Facebook because at this point we're totally overwhelmed by the content. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, half of it's justified. That's the problem. <laughs> we can't weed out the chaff from the, mm. from the whatever. Um, but there was one quality contribution there that cannot be um, ignored, and that was the person who um, suggested that uh, it was a bit rough for Mariners fans to sit in the bar drinking beer instead of going across the road and putting <laughs> bums on seats. Oh, my God. <laughs> you moron. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to say... Let's all walk to Wellington. Walking across the Tasman Sea has got its challenges. It was just like, uh, yeah, it's a bit hard to walk across the road to Wellington. Brilliant stuff. I physically could not handle that comment. That's Wrecked. That is number one on the stupid things, and we've seen Eddie Hunt comments. Yeah. That beats Eddie Hunt comments. All right. You all done? Yeah, just put the game on Lee's Club, for Christ's sake. Support our local football team, please. Actually, I went there once to watch a Mariners game, and they left the cricket on. On the big screen instead, they said uh, national teams take priority. I said, fair enough. I said, but this game was played yesterday. 
And they said, well, it's on now anyway, so... You're only 10 metres from the freaking stadium what? gate. Yeah, they, they decided to show a replay of a Australian cricket team instead of actually showing a live <laughs> Mariners game. Standard Central wow. Coast. Great sport. Thanks, lads. All right, that's it for this week. Uh, thanks again to Sidelines. Um, they've got a brilliant uh, maple bacon and oh, chicken bacon burger at I the moment. I wish I could get around it, but I can't. You can, but you just break your diet. Yeah. Oh, Diets are overrated. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, Luke, are you going to be optis- optimist, mate? No. Not, not optimistic. Good song choice, though. Thank you. I'm optimistic about my, my dinner when I get home, not the team. I'm going to hope that this air conditioning is working next week. Oh, this is not fun. I'm sweating in areas that I should not be sweating. Josh looked like he ran a marathon before. Yeah. It's way too hot in here. I was sweating like a person. It's it's way too hot. I was going to make a joke, but I probably shouldn't. We have to have the door open, and we were worried that we couldn't do our normal sound check, which... It's quite rude. Yeah. If people heard our normal sound check, they probably wouldn't listen. It's similar to what Ross well, and Griffith said. They don't listen around. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> people, do people yeah, listen anyway? Yeah,